0: Nova, if you're ready, I say we bang this thing out. Let's do it. All right. Banging it out. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. Hey everybody, I'm Kai Rizda. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It is Thursday today, the 27th day of April. Kimberly is off today and tomorrow. Nova Sappho's here. Nova! Nova Nova Nova.
1: Nice to be with you, everybody.
0: <laughs> That's my, right my impression.
1: It. Oh, um, is that right? Oh, that's I'm pretty funny. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it because so, you didn't recognize it. So, the,
0: Well, the way it's been repeated back to me is that I, I kind of slur that everybody, and I throw a little e- southern, e- southern in there, too. Well, you know the way I think of it is
1: college <laughs> professor plus the swagger of pilot of fighter pilot. Oh my God! You're um, killing you me. You just get, get in that zone. Whose idea was it to have you, you on cut. this podcast?
0: Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> it was oh not my very good. God, <laughs> I know, I know. All right. I'm uh, sorry. i are already we're, apologizing. We're, we're going to do a little news, <laughs> then we're going to do a little okay. make me smile, and then we're gonna we're gonna get on our merry way. Uh, why don't you go first? Let's do it. You go first. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: the story that really caught my attention this week was this Washington Post article about some, some of the things they found in the leaked documents that mm-hmm. Jack Teixeira let out. And uh, it showed that there, the assessment of the U.S. intelligence community is that Russia can fund its war in Ukraine for another year. Whew, man. Yeah, that really struck me because weren't they supposed to be crippled economically by now right mm-hmm. yeah, About a year s- in?
0: i mean we're sanctioning everything and we've cut them off from
1: finance e- and done everything exactly and and yet it's it's having limited effect and it really I remember when we first were doing the sanctions, there were some analysts coming out and saying, you know sanctions economic sanctions only do so much mm-hmm. you know uh and and it's and it's bearing out you know it's a limited power um of course there's also the fact that they take a long time to take effect right, and we have new oil price limits kicking in in yeah. february we're seeing oil, their oil profits you know or revenues half uh what they used to be but you know you have to wonder if it's wishful thinking because we keep doing these we keep doing these and russia keeps funding its war yeah you know um and one thing the documents did say that uh is that it's adapted fairly well you know and they're scrappy you know, yeah, uh, yeah. even with their military defense uh, infrastructure, we take away their micro microchips and things, and they're yeah. finding chips in consumer products and pulling those out and putting them in. So, wow. limited effects apparently, but they're doing it.
0: Wow, well, yeah. So I'm I'm actually just looking up the Ural's Brent spread, and Ural's uh-huh. is what uh, the global oil market calls Russian crude oil. Ural's named uh, yeah. for the mountains. And Brent is the global benchmark. And back a year, almost exactly a year ago, the difference between Russian oil and uh, regular market Brent oil was $35. That is to say, um, Russian oil was $35 cheaper than Brent because of sanctions and because nobody wanted to buy Russian oil. Now that mm. spread is down to twenty one so it's gone from thirty five bucks to twenty one dollars so the spread is narrowing right which means more people are buying it the Russians are making more money from it that's this yeah. is really interesting that's a good story wow
1: yeah yeah wow. It, it just and you wonder what else can we do and right. and this is was this has been one of the kind of designs of the global economic order for decades, mm-hmm. that if we're economically intertwined, we're less likely to get into conflict. And all of that has been thrown out the Relative, window. I mean, for them out the window. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Uh, so where do, where do we go? Are right. we decoupling completely? Do we do? Uh, we're not – yeah. Yeah. Now what, what do we do, right? We still what don't know sense. the implications. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so I've got two. One's a little haha, but not really ha And the other one's kind of, uh, uh-huh. you know, more substantive. So I'll give you the substantive one first. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal today pointing out uh, that diesel prices, U.S. diesel fuel prices, have basically been cut in half from a year ago. They were at a record a year ago, $5.34 uh, a gallon uh, at New York. Now in uh, the most recent price fix, $2.65. So it's been cut by half and why, you might ask. First of all, isn't, you know, falling gas prices good? Well, yes, falling gas prices are good. That means truckers have to pay less and companies have to pay less. But the reason those prices are falling is because there is less freight demand. Why is there less freight demand? Because companies are shipping less inventory. They're worried about consumers buying less and the, the threat of recession now is showing up in freight. And so that's sort of an indicator of where, you know, at least one slice of this market thinks this economy is going. You know, at the same time we have
1: OPEC cutting oh, I production, know. I know. and yet oil prices haven't gone up as much as right. Right. people feared right away. Right. It feels like the, the indicators we would normally look at are just
0: use, almost useless. Well, look, I mean, that it, goes to the, the whole what the hell is going on. Thing. Right. What the hell is going on in this yeah. economy after the pandemic? Right? Yeah. We still can't figure it out. And it's crazy because society at large has mostly—I mean, look, hundreds of people in this country are still dying every single day from this disease, so we should not discount it. But society has, by and large, moved on. I was on uh, airplanes the last couple of days going to and from Washington, and I was as mask-aware as anybody until like three months ago. And I was masking on planes, and now I'm just not, you know? Yeah.
1: I I was uh, on planes over the past few days, too. Um, And certainly almost no one else was wearing a mask. Yeah. And, you know, one trick, uh, I read this somewhere, uh, is that, you know, because the plane engines aren't on, when -hmm, you first mm -hmm. get on the plane, that there's less air perhaps Mm -hmm, circulating, mm -hmm. so leave it on at the beginning, but then once the engines come on, you can take them off, and that's what I've been doing, hoping that... Works. I
0: don't yeah. know. You know, look, it sounds logical, right? I would do it. Yeah, I mean, logical. You, know, you, you, you do what you can, you do what makes you feel safe. Uh, item number yeah. two for me is Jay Powell and a couple of Russian pranksters. They apparently, pretending they were Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, they got Powell on the phone back in January. And I just want to know how you go about getting Jay Powell on the phone because. Right? I couldn't call up the Fed switchboard and say hi. I'd like to talk to Jay Powell. There must have been some effort and some energy, and it does quest- raise questions about the security of Mr. Powell's communications. I suppose, um, but on the other hand, it's kind of funny, and so I just thought I'd throw <laughs> it out there that this happened. It's, it's li- kind of wild,
1: kind of funny, <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> not ha ha, but oh man, very funny. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious, yeah. um, but also like that's a embarrassing mistake. Oh yeah, like a really oh, totally. embarrassing,
0: totally. Absolutely
1: right. I, I, the, at what point do we? Does it affect credibility? I, I know. I, maybe I'm making too much of this, but like, he was already wrong about the interest rates. <laughs> he, he can't even tell a Russian. He can't even tell a Russian prankster. Oh man! You know? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know, man. I just yeah, like that's he funny. was wrong about the inflation thing. Now we're catching up. Who knows? And. <laughs> <laughs> like and he got had by a prankster. He come on, had. man!
0: Like he got had. I don't know. Oh man! All right, let's go from there, Drew, into something else. <laughs> All right, I, I would just like to say that I am not a butter user, but I mm-hmm. do not believe in putting butter in the refrigerator. And the Wall Street Journal has come out uh, in in my um, corner. There's a big article in the paper today about butter. And whether or not it has to be refrigerated at all times or whether you can leave it on the counter so it's spreadable. Obviously, if you put butter uh, out of the fridge on your toast or whatever, you have to, like, crumble it up and it rips holes in the bread and all that jazz. Leave it on the counter. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Leave it on the counter. It's huh. safe.
1: I got I to gotta say, I was surprised at how long you can leave it on the counter. I Wasn't know. It, like, it was like multiple weeks. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. And, and two things on that. First, that. Very surprised. Second... It is the thing I can't stand the most when you get frozen butter. Yes. Right? It's yes. the worst, especially at a restaurant that's supposed to be like a nice restaurant to go out. If they bring out frozen butter, that is my sign. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally
0: no, my litmus no test. No getting up and walking away.
1: I am not kidding. <sighs> yes, that is like, you are not worth the price if you bring out frozen butter.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. lordy be All right, what do you got? Oof.
1: Well, uh, also kind of... Ha ha, a little bit funny, Uh, but also kind of, oh my gosh, do we get along anymore? Yaya, the panda, uh, on loan to the Memphis Zoo, just got back to China today. And even before he got there, there have been photos and videos online, people circulating and calling into question how well Memphis Zoo took care of this panda, because it looks really just not very good. It's fur is patchy, it's thin, it's kind of listless. And uh, there were a lot of calls, you know, bring the panda back, you yeah. know, bring the panda. And they did. But, you know, the the awkward thing is that this is one place where Chinese and American officials actually agree. They're saying the panda got great care. It just has a certain chronic disease oh, no. of oh, the skin man. and the fur. So, oh, you know, man. what this goes to show, right, is don't believe everything don't believe you see. It's not always how it looks.
0: There you but
1: go. all the Chinese public w- went for it, which yeah. maybe raises a little bit of concern of w- whether the Distrust that the governments have against each other is perhaps spreading to the yep. public. we got to watch out for totally. that, right?
0: Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Great picture of this panda, though, sitting in a little patch right? of bamboo, eating.
1: I know. You know That's what's funny is they I were life. comparing it to the pandas on loan to Moscow Zoo. They're like, look at how good those look. Oh.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be a panda in the Moscow Zoo. I know, right? Yeah. At least it's colder there, though.
1: That is so, true. All that fur. That is true. That yeah. is true.
0: All right. There we go. Quick and dirty. Nova Saffo. Yeah. Getting us done. Uh, Speaking of which, we are done for today. Amy's back tomorrow with me, Economics on Tap, with the news. Have some drinks. Maybe a little half full, half empty. Uh, and if you've got a question for us, you know how to do that. Um, uh, and I will, too, as soon as I scroll to the bottom of the page, given that I've freaking read this number a zillion times. 508-UBSMART, 508 508-UBSMART, 508 or make me at org. You can get us any one of those ways. We will answer to them all. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Nice job, Kai. Nice job. Read the rundown. Sure. Make Me Smart, which is the podcast you're all listening to, is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Drew Jostad. Antonio Barreras is our intern.
1: And Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodnar is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital.
0: No, but that was great. Thanks for stepping up. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I enjoyed it. Super fun. Hey, everybody. (laughs) There it is. Oh, my Lord. I love that. Oh,
1: my Lord. I'm still honing it. I feel like I have work Next, to do. next,
0: Next time you come back, <laughs> you can give it another try. Uh, you got it. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost